Women of Science and Music, 30 Celebrations. Episode 9, another host in Faxted. There's many a lass of the scientist clan that has followed her brief in the field. She has sworn, she has cursed, been ignored and abused, but a scientist never can yield. I am Frances M. Lynch, the Artistic Director of Electric Voice Theatre, and I'm so glad you're joining us for the ninth episode of our podcast series, Women of Science and Music, 30 Celebrations. It is very appropriate that our opening music is an arrangement of what most people consider to be a traditional song, though it was in fact written by Mary Maxwell Campbell. The subject of today's podcast is Imogen Holst, who dedicated her life to keeping folk music alive through her own arrangements and compositions. Judith Ratcliffe, archivist at Britain Piers in Aldborough, joins us to talk about Imogen's life and the fantastic Holst Archive project, which I urge you to visit, well, online for now. But first, we turn to Thaxted and its festival director, Peter Donovan, who reflects on how Imogen's childhood holidays there with her father, Gustav Holst, remember the planets? grew into music, dancing and festivals, very much echoed in today's Thaxted Festival. There's been a festival in Thaxted for continuous 40 years now, from 1980 until 2020. And unfortunately, 2020 is the first year where we have not been able to hold the festival. The earliest versions of Thaxis Festival appeared here from 1916, when Gustav Holst was living near Thaxted and eventually moved into Thaxted and became friendly with the vicar, Conrad Knoll. And what emerged from that was a series of Whitsuntide festivals from 1916 through to 1918. They involved music and procession and enactment and liturgy involving local people, as well as bringing in students and professionals from outside Thaxted. And continuously since then, there's been a very musical thread running through the life of Thaxted through Gustav Holst, but also very much through his daughter Imogen, who was in Thaxted from 1915, and she generated and participated in a lot of musical activity. Imogen would come and go in Thaxted, and she had many friends here. Her two abiding interests, which I think stem from Thaxted, were country dancing and Morris dancing. And Thaxted has long been a centre of Morris dancing from the early 20th century. And in fact, you know, we have in Thaxted in private collections, a collection of her assembled musical transcripts by Cecil Sharp, which are bound into her own volumes with her own indexes of the themes and the music. The sweet country life is most pleasant and charming. Sweet Country Life is a folk song from Gloucestershire, which is actually collected by Cecil Sharp, who was founder of the English Folk Dance Society. And Imogen arranged this folk song in 1937. Down a 
She had a lifelong passion for folk song and dance, very keen to preserve and spread our folk song heritage. Thanks to holding um, folk dances on the vicarage lawn. So that's where she discovered folk dance. Um, that was in 1922. Imogen was woven into the musical life of Thatstead throughout the 20th century. She worked for some time at Dartington Hall in Devon, where she established a music department, and Britain and Piers visited Dartington to give concerts. Britain and Imogen struck up a friendship, then she started coming to Alborough. We tend to associate her with Alborough and with Benjamin Britain and the festival there. Imogen Holtz moved permanently to Alborough in 1952 uh, to begin work as composer Benjamin Britten's music assistant. But in fact, Thaxton was an enduring thread in her life. Oh, well, she stopped working for Britain in 1964 to concentrate on working on her own original compositions and to promote her father's legacy. Imogen composed for instruments such as brass band, pipes, recorders, handbells. So she brought these instruments into the cultivated art music world, which was pioneering at that time. In 1966, she composed Fanfare for Thaxted, which is for two trumpets, flute and bells. She used all her talent to earn a living, conducting, writing. She wrote many books, not just about her father and his life. Composer, arranger, piano accompanist. And also she wrote a book. Speaker, teacher, writer. About conducting. During World War II, she had a very extraordinary job. Under SEMA, which is the Council for Encouragement of Music and the Arts, she worked as a music traveller. Now, this was to boost home morale during the war by encouraging musical activities in rural communities. Holst was allocated to the southwest of the country, Oxfordshire down to Cornwall. And she cycled or walked between villages to keep people singing and dancing and playing while the bombs fell. She was very enthusiastic about working with amateur players and singers. and She had less time for her own compositions, but turned towards making arrangements of folk songs and tunes that would be suitable. She organised singing festivals and sing songs for Iraqi children, played music with evacuated teachers and even refugee players. As part of this job, she had to write a daily diary. And these are really colourful, interesting, at times quite funny diaries. And these are great to read. We've digitised all her diaries and they're available from our online catalogue if anybody wants to read the details of her daily life as a music traveller. I wander north, I wander south, I rest me where I please. I sail how the river banks and it beneath the autumn breeze. one of two four-part rounds which she wrote in February 1926. But her fascination for folk music 
wasn't confined just to English traditions. She was interested in other folk music of other countries. She spent two months in the winter of 1950 to 51 in West Bengal studying Indian music. So she had a wide range of interest in folk music. I think she was greatly influential in music education and also development of community music making. She dedicated her life and career to the task of encouraging amateur music making. And also was a pioneer in that she was one of the first women to establish herself as a conductor. She was a great organiser. She was artistic director of the Opera Festival. She worked tirelessly, um, conducted many amateur groups. She started the Opera Music Club. And Britain and Piers were members of the Albert Music Club. The wrong rule was that you couldn't sing if you were a professional singer and you couldn't play your first instrument if you were a musician. Britain and Piers played recorders in the group and, and the Albert Music Club is still going. And also she formed the Albert Festival Singers, which is an um, amateur group uh, which sang at the Albert Festivals. Part of my job that very much enjoys promoting Imogen and her works. I got a national cataloguing grant to catalogue the collection a short while ago. And we've digitised a certain amount, so there are some resources available online on the Britain Peers Arts website, uh, www.britainpeers.org. Imogen's papers are amazing. It's a huge collection, very varied. She kept all her papers, her music manuscripts, uh, published music, correspondence, diaries, her travel journals programmes and some wonderful scrapbooks which she kept for many years as she pasted in all sorts of ephemera. Tickets for concerts, school reports, press cuttings, programmes, photographs, a record of her travels, the wonderful colourful scrapbooks. There's a page that I love which records a Gustav Holtz concert in 1933 which had first performances of work by Imogen and her father. Hers was a piece of a brass band called The Unfortunate Traveller. And the newspaper reports that this is the first time that original work for brass band written by a woman composer had been performed in public. But not only that, Imogen conducted the work herself, and it was the first time a woman had conducted a brass band in public. When she was aged 10, her father, Gustav, was unavailable to conduct the church choir, and so she stepped in. So that's probably the youngest musical director we've ever had of our church choir here in Thaxton. Well, I think Imogen helped herself, that she was so organised that when I went to her bungalow in Albert to collect the archive, it was already very nicely organised. It's a range of work for amateur players and singers through to professional, a whole range of abilities. The Holtz Foundation is working on publishing more of her work. More and more is becoming available through Faber Music Store. So the Modern Thatcher Festival continues to celebrate Gustav Holtz's influence and also the influence which Imogen has had. Clearly we don't have so much of the body of work of Imogen to celebrate and to perform in, in the festival. Very little of her music has been 
recorded, although we have all her wonderful music manuscripts in the archive, I've actually heard very few of them. So it's wonderful that now her works are being performed more. There's a great interest in particularly unpublished works. Imogen composed this in 1946. It's one of four canons for Winsome. Winsome was Winsome Bartlett, who was one of Imogen's closest friends. Imogen met her while she was teaching at Darterton Hall in Devon. Imogen set up a music department there, and Winsome, she taught craft skills and folk dancing to the music students at Dartington. The two of them remained friends for life. I feel in a way that I have got to know her, but that's made me want even more wish that I could have actually met her. People talked about her almost dancing down Arbor High Street and when she was conducting, almost dancing on the podium. Set Me as a Seal Upon Thine Heart by Imogen Holst. The Electric Voice Theatre singers were myself, Alice Privet, Simone Ibbett Brown, Margaret Cameron, David Shepherd, Julian Stalker, and Aguillon Thomas. We are grateful to the Holst Foundation for giving us permission to record this wonderful music and to Britain Peers Arts for providing the unpublished scores. Many thanks to our speakers Judith Ratcliffe and Peter Donovan, and a special thank you to researcher Michael Goetcher, whose work has opened up all our understanding of Imogen Host's relationship with the people, music and dance of Thaxted. And of course, many thanks to you for listening. That's the end of episode 9, another host in Thaxted, part of our Echoes from Essex project with Chelmsford Civic Theatre and Essex 2020. Do join us for episode 10 of Women of Science and Music 30 Celebrations, which takes us to another beautiful Essex location and a plant expert who stormed the male-dominated bastions of the Royal Horticultural Society. Viva!